This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Let's talk about some of these games uh, and some games that uh, you can possibly make some money on. Let's start with a really solid matchup between nine-seed West Virginia and eight-seed Maryland. This is a daytime game, 12-15 tip-off. We've got West Virginia laying two and a half and the over-under set at 137 and a half. I believe this game opened closer to a pick but since then we've seen money come in on West Virginia. Jenks, are you following the money? I certainly am. One of the pools I'm in has a bunch of Maryland grads because I'm here in D.C., so I know a lot of people that are Terps who love Maryland. But look, we've talked about it for most of the season. Maryland sucks on the road. They are really bad away from College mm-hmm. Park. This game is in Birmingham, Alabama. So this is not close to College Park. If it were in D.C., because sometimes, you know, there'll be a regional here, right, in the nation's capital each and every year. There's some sort of tournament going on, like the CAA played their tournament here. But if this were close by, I would feel differently. This game's in Alabama. And Maryland has, what, two wins on the road since November 2. I trust Bob Huggins in this spot more than I trust Kevin Willard. This line opened, like you said, a pick or West Virginia minus two in a lot of spots. Went to West Virginia minus two and a half. As they say in Morgantown, Chelsea, cheers, beers, mountaineers. I'm on West Virginia minus the points. God, they have all the good slogans, like take me yeah, down do. country roads. Uh, oh, I'll go with too. West Virginia Ooh. here as well. But I was looking at the home road splits because I think that's initially what I thought my analysis was going to be because that's been the angle all season long. Maryland, terrible away mm-hmm. from home. 16-1 uh, at home, 2-9 and nine away. But if you look at West Virginia, they're kind of on the same boat. They're only one game better or a couple games better than Maryland when it comes to road splits. West Virginia, 13 and four at home, but three and eight away from home. So they haven't been great at playing on the road as well. I think it's more the recency factor for me because West Virginia has been playing the better basketball coming into the tournament, winning three of their last four, their lone loss coming to Kansas, a very solid Kansas team. So I'm not going to super hold that against them. Meanwhile, Maryland comes into the tournament losing three of their last four. I will say that they covered in two of those But what do we think is the better conference here? Because I think that's the case for me. I think the Big 12 is probably the better competition. So I'm going to go with West Virginia here. Yeah, I think the Big 12 top to bottom, and both are very good conferences, but I think top to bottom the Big 12 has been more competitive this season. And I think the teams in the Big 12, I don't have the metrics in front of me, but I think the teams in the Big 12 have been more consistent as what you can expect where at least for me when I look at teams in the big 10 these these guys are all over the place like Purdue for example if you're talking about covering the number Purdue is clearly number one seed but I believe they have one of the worst against the spread records in all of college basketball so from a consistency standpoint I would trust the big 12 more yeah in the big 10 it's like whoever's playing at home is going to win the game it seems like (laughs) Uh, so let's get this sharpie out and let's advance West Virginia And also, we'll take them on the spread as well, laying the two and a half. So let's move on to another game that has a much larger spread. We have 16-seeded Texas A&M Corpus Christi, fresh off their win in the first four, going head-to-head against number one Alabama. This spread is 24 and a half. The Crimson Tide, huge favorites in this one, a total of 155 and a half. So, Jenks, how do you attack this one? It's a little tricky. 
Alabama money line minus 10,000. <laughs> Pick up an easy $100. Let's do it. <laughs> no, I I would love to sit here and tell you that AM Corpus Christi is a senior laden squad that scores 80 points a game and they're exceptional at the free throw line and they have some momentum after beating Southeast Missouri State. But I think they are about to get an absolute donkey stomping here. I mean, they're going to get crushed by I might even lay this as one of my best bets. Look, look at what happened. I know it's a ridiculous spread, but look at what happened in the SEC championship game. The Crimson Tide won that game by almost 20 points in the SEC championship game. And the Tide, again, this is in Birmingham, Alabama. And I think this matters. When you talk about neutral sites, okay, it's, it's a neutral site for everyone, but certainly – there are teams that have a massive advantage when you have a home crowd or you can travel. It's like every year when they would call it the Duke Invitational, as you know, in the ACC, when they would, all right, here's Duke. It, they're a one seed. They get to play right here in North Carolina. It was almost unfair. Same thing here with Alabama playing in Birmingham. I think this gets ugly. I'm going to lay the points with the tie. I think this is a game where you try to get creative. Like what about first half bets here? Do you think laying, what would it be, 12 and a half, 12 points, first half spread? Yeah. I think that's the play for me. Do we think Alabama comes out swinging? I will say Texas A&M Corpus Christi has a slight advantage in fact that they just played a game. So I think it's easier mm -hmm. to come out with some momentum. But also, they're going against one of the top defenses in all of college basketball yeah. because we know Alabama can score, but also – a really good defense. And Jinx, like you said, if there's ever a case to lay a big number with a team, it's an Alabama team that won every single SEC tournament game by at least 10 points. They've got the home yeah. court advantage almost in Birmingham. Uh, so once these first half numbers come out, which I need to check if they're out, uh, I think I like Alabama in the first half. I never know with, with games like this. And again, I'm not a great first half better, but yeah, Alabama could come out with their hair on fire and dominate, and then they could come out a little sluggish because it's a one seed playing a 16 seed, and AM comes out because they have that momentum and play pretty well, and then the Tide lose their minds in the second half and just go nuts and just, and just roll the Islanders. So I think you can make a case either way, but also you're a much better first half, better than I am. It's just not really my strength, so I'm just going to go full game here. Yeah, I think that is the risk that you take in the first half is if a team comes out cold shooting, that's where you can get underwater. But let's take a small timeout for a little nugget that I found. Speaking of first halves, let's look at first half unders in the first round. This is a trend that's been cashing in the last 10 years. Over the last 10 yeah. years, first half unders are hitting at a 58% clip. So that is a large sample size. And if you think about it, you've got neutral courts, you've got rims that shooters have to adjust to, and you've got some nerves from some of these players, uh, you know, that are just playing their first game of the NCAA tournament. Jenks, have you thought of playing first half unders in any of these games? I really haven't. I don't think it's one of my strengths, to be honest with you. I certainly don't mind it because I think you make a very good point because when you're talking about teams playing eight neutral sites are not comfortable. E, it's on rims they're not used to, and then C, it's an early game. 
that was something that was a moneymaker for me in the conference tournaments. Now, it wasn't the first half, but just overall, unders were hitting at a pretty good clip for those morning games. It's just tough because these guys are used to playing in prime time, and all of a sudden, it's like, oh, we got a tip-off today at 11.30 a.m. or 12.45 p.m., whatever it is, and that sort of lends itself to maybe taking a while to get going, so I don't mind that play at all. Yeah, first half total is 73 and a half. I think the only reason I would be off of it in this game is because Texas A&M Corpus Christi has already played a game. So I think they have maybe a touch more momentum, but it, definitely for the other games, I will be looking squarely at the first half under Trent. Let's go on to another game. We've got 13 seed Furman against four seed Virginia. We've got uh, UVA length five and a half total of 131 and a half. Jenks, I know the 12-5 is usually where people pick upsets, mm -hmm. but this 13-4 matchup, it looks a little tricky, I think, uh, for people at least betting on the spread. Yeah, I, I love Furman here, and if you want to put a little sprinkle on Furman at plus 185, I don't mind it. I really like Furman a lot, and I'm not impressed with how Virginia played down the stretch. Look, they were ousted by Duke in the ACC tournament. We know that. But before that, they beat both Clemson and North Carolina twice and whipped up on Louisville. Those were obviously games they should have won, but none of those teams made the tournament. This is a step up in competition. Furman is 9-1 and one against the spread in their last 10 games against teams with winning records. And the Cavaliers play at such a slow pace, Chelsea, that teams like Furman, who are really talented, can keep it within the number. They're also going to be motivated. Furman has not been to the tournament in 43 years. I'll grab the points, and I will put a sprinkle on the money line as well. I think that's the only play for me here is taking the points with Furman. I don't know if I'm bold enough to take them on the money line because if you look at Furman against some of the better teams on their schedule, uh, I just remember when they played NC State, my Wolfpack, uh, they got walloped 92 to 73, not covering that six and a half point spread. Uh, they did beat South Carolina, but I'm not going to say South Carolina is a good team. They do play in the SEC, uh, but they also lost to Penn State 73 to 68 as two and a half point dogs did not cover that spread as well so i would lean towards the points here just because we have a low total uh so points are at a premium and uva i don't think is nearly as good as maybe their seating reflects so i'm with you on Furman. let's go to 12 seed college of charleston going against number five seed san diego state we've got the aztecs laying five and a half total of 141 and a half jinx i think i know a play that you might have to be on uh just because of your significant other Guys, listen, I don't have a choice here, okay? I'm not making a case <laughs> for San Diego State. The lovely Catherine just got back into town. She's been in San Diego for work for a few days. Do you think I want to say, hey, honey, it's so good to see you. Also, I'm fading the College of Charleston. Absolutely not. The sabotage factor here is that San Diego State plays very good three-point defense, and that is where Charleston eats. And I knew I was – I literally had this – I should copy and paste it from my notes – Matt immediately said, fade the Mountain West. I get it. They have not won a conference game, I believe, in the tournament or a game from that conference. It has not been won since like 2018. It's ridiculous. But my guy, Psycho D, Dalton Bowler will show out in this one. College of Charleston has won 31 games for a reason. Give me the Cougars plus five and a half. I'll be on the under here. Uh, if you get a total at 141 for San Diego State, I think you'd take the under. This is something that you normally don't see. A total for San Diego State are normally in the 130s because 
They have a really good defense. Maybe it's not as solid as it has been over the past couple of years. But still, if you look at the scores of their last few games, they've limited opponents to 61 points or fewer in each of the last four games. So I'll be on the under in San Diego State and College of Charleston. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.